Good morning, everybody. God has been so good to me this week, and I would be sure that God has been God has been good to you this week as well. It'd be selfish for me to not say that, Amen. Praise God. Why don't we get Why don't we stand and just lift our hands and Why don't we just pray for a moment and allow the the Spirit of God to enter into the place and allow the the Spirit of God to start changing our hearts and minds before. Before we get into the word, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you for your power. I thank you for your might, Lord Jesus, that's moving through this house. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your guiding and your leading, Lord Jesus, as we, as we get into your word today. I ask that your anointing fall in this house. I ask that your power would, would fall in this house and change our hearts and change our minds today, God. Allow us to receive your word freely, God. And let us change, God, as we're, as we're affected by your word today. Allow me, God, to not just throw it away, Lord, but allow me, Lord Jesus, to, to receive your word and act upon it as we leave this place today, God. Have your way, Lord Jesus, and let your purpose be fulfilled, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Why don't we just come on? Let's lift up our voices. It's okay to give him some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be you can be seated. It's been a very busy week, lots of hours at work. It's been, uh, it's summer, amen. <laughs> summer is very busy, and I'm grateful for last week and all the time that we got to spend in doing fireworks. What an awesome blessing. It's hard work, but it's it, what a blessing it is to be able to do that, to be able not only to receive the monetary aspect of it, but I think the fellowship honestly, is more important than any money that we're getting from that. It allows us to, to grow as a church together, making sacrificial time of... Uh, that's what ministry is, is really making a sacrifice to be able to allow us as a body to grow together. And it might have the name of fireworks or TNT of it on it, but I believe it's a, a way that God allows us to be edified as a body going and, and doing ministry together, whether it looks like a church or it doesn't, amen, it is a type of ministry where we're all growing and gleaning off of each other, and how awesome that is, amen. amen. Praise God. I'm gonna, we're going to be doing a part two of the discerning of spirits. Last week, we, I opened with some uh, correction of some statements that I made the, the week before that. Uh, but today we'll be going really deep down into uh, what dis- discernment is. What is discernment? What is the ability or, or the gifting to discern of spirits? Amen. Discernment is something that we all need. Discernment is something that enables us as God's people to be able to pick up on some things 
God places some uh, discernment within us to be able to inquire or, or be able to uh, see what may be going on in a situation. Uh, the discerning of spirits and a lot of the other gifts all kind of work together. Uh, God gives us words of knowledge and words of wisdom, but he also gives us the ability to discern of spirits because through, through the movement of, of the, the, the spiritual gifts, amen, we're allowed to see some things and, allows, and, it, and it allows us to pick up on things that God is trying to do or it allows us to pick up on some things that human people, people with spirits are trying to do or what the enemy is trying to do. So discernment is the ability, amen, to discern of spirits. It's the ability to, to see what's behind something, amen. Last week we talked about the word nakar, and I'll bring that up before we get going any further, but nakar is an interesting word. Not only is it, um, not only does it mean, uh, uh, excuse me, not only does it mean uh, discernment, but it's, it's the word that describes Isaac's ability to discern what uh, his son uh, Jacob was doing in the moment when he was allowing, uh, when Jacob was trying to deceive his father. Isaac was discerning what was happening in that situation, and I talked about this last week, but he was lacking something that disabled him to truly discern what was happening in that situation. And he, he didn't have full vision. He didn't have his eyes uh, correct. He didn't have 20-20 vision. So he wasn't able to see everything as he should have, but he was able to discern what he was able to with the ability that he had. So the word nakar means to scrutinize or to look intently at. Amen. But if we're breaking down the Hebrew pictographs, uh, it has three letters, which is Nun, Kaf, and, and Resh. And all these, these explanations together is showing us that God is giving us life. But not only that, He's giving us insight to spirits and people by the taming of our knowledge or of our mind. Amen. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. God gives us His Spirit. Amen. And with His Spirit is the only way that we're going to be able to operate as we should as His body. Isaac was lacking vision, amen. And when God fills us with the Holy Ghost, He gives us some vision, amen. When God fills us with the Holy Ghost, we're now able to see things that we've never seen before. Why? Because we're now operating in a dimension that we've never had access to, amen. Because God has given us the keys, amen, to His kingdom through uh, our born-again experience that he allows us to take part of. Amen. And thinking about the discernment in itself, uh, discernment is, is so very useful. We all go through things in life, and our experiences give us not only wisdom and knowledge, but often it gives us uh, discernment to be able to read what's going on in our life. I think of a a situation that I had in my life where uh, I've never really had to deal with many actual like business in my life for myself. I've always worked for a company, but I had a situation in my life where uh, you know things went wrong on a job, and I was 
shorted money and, and all this stuff. But there were so many red flags after the whole job was done that I didn't have the discernment for because I've never went through that before. The ability to see uh, all those red flags were something that I should have been able to pick up on, but I've never gone through that before. Amen. So now from that moment going on, I have some discernment because I understand what the red flags are. I understand what, uh, what could lead to that situation again, which none of us want to be short of money. None of us want to go into a bad business deal. Amen. But it takes discernment to be able to say, yay, or nay, when you're going before people, or you're bidding a job, or, or whatever it may be. Same thing with the kingdom of God. We're dealing with people. Ministry is dealing with people. And it takes discernment to be able to work with people. But it also takes messing up to work with people, because you learn from it. You, get, you gain some discernment, amen, to be able to, hey, I've had this situation happen before, and God has done this in my life, and, and I have a testimony of, of what God has done in my life, and I just want to relay some things to you before you're going to have to go down that road because it's not fun to have to do it the hard way. But us as people, we, we always allow ourselves to do it the hard way. Amen. And it's not very fun. It's not very fun to have to deal with stuff when people in our lives are giving us some uh, some wisdom or knowledge through the discernment that God has given them in that situation. Amen. Uh, last week we talked about how there are different spirits. Uh, the scriptures gives 139 different, um, different spirits other than the spirit of God or the spirit of the Lord. And there's three really main categories of those spirits, amen, and that's obviously the spirit of God, but also the spirit of the devil, and probably the most common used or the most common spirit is that of man, amen, the spirit of a man, amen. Uh, the scripture states that there's the spirit of jealousy, the spirit of man, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of truth, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of holiness, the spirit of slumber. There's so many different spirits uh, that are trying to make their way into our, our heart and our mind and trying to distract us. Amen. We see the enemy trying to do everything that he can right now to shut down the church. So what does that include? False, uh, false teaching. False doctrine is, is among many, many churches, so much so that I would say that God is not even in that place, and I would be one strong to say that it's not even a church, but it's just a place where people are gathering together under uh, a belief, amen. The Bible gives us references to know what the church is. The Bible gives us references to know who his people are. Amen. The word of God is pretty straightforward about that. If we're not following the doctrine of Christ, it's not the doctrine of Christ. Why? Because it's a completely different foundation than which the one that God has laid for his church to follow. If that church is not following uh, the doctrines of Christ or the principles that we've been following for uh, a couple months now, I would say that's not a church. 
And it takes discernment and it takes knowledge of the Word of God to be able to see that. Amen. It takes some discernment to know where these people are coming from. But the awesome thing is, is that I know regardless that they need Jesus. They need the real Jesus. Paul says in Galatians that there are going to be people that are going to be preaching another Jesus than the one that he has preached. They're going to go around trying to deceive people. They're going to go around trying to uh, stir up things and trying to teach false doctrines and trying to lead people astray. Amen. And that is the spirit of the enemy. That is the spirit of deception. That is the, uh, the spirit of, uh, of, of false doctrine. Amen. And all those things try their best to infiltrate our minds, infiltrate our spirit. Amen. YouTube is one of the easiest places to, to uh, as a Christian, to begin to look at and get confused really fast because there's so many different opinions. There's so many different uh, uh, doctrines. There's so many different understandings. There's so many different uh, influencers who are trying to influence you to be able to follow them. Often I see so much pride in those people's uh, quote-unquote teaching that they're really trying to make you follow them and not Jesus. And that is the spirit of deception. But it takes discernment to be able to see that. God wants to, God gives us all discernment to uh, some level, amen. Once we get the Holy Ghost, God gives us this, this Holy Ghost check, amen. I've had times walking down the road or uh, at the store, and all of a sudden I get this unction to, to pray for somebody, or I get this uh, unction that uh, I need to go speak to this person. Amen. And, and the more that you allow yourself to listen to that st uh, still small voice, amen, the more that that voice is going to be apparent. You're going to be able to listen and, and be able to hear that. And once you understand the voice of God, you're able to discern between, was that God or was that, was that the enemy or was that just my, my own thoughts? Amen. And often, uh, the, the nice thing about God is that He's not going to go against His Word. First right. John 4 and 1 says, test the spirits. And if we allow ourselves to test the spirits, we will know if it's of God or not. Why? Because we have the book. We can look in the book if that was, was that God? Is that something that God would do? Is that something that, uh, that God would allow, allow me to try and partake in? Amen. God gives us these, these avenues, amen, if we're, and if we're not allowing ourselves to uh, take part in, in, the, in the studying of the Word of God, if we're not allowing ourselves to uh, take part in the uh, listening to God, we allow ourselves to be in a place where we're in trouble because we don't no longer have any discernment. Just like Isaac, he was lacking vision, so he didn't have the ability to completely discern what his son Jacob was doing, and really what he was doing was deceiving him to be able to take part in his brother's blessing. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be able to, uh, to be so blind that I am unable to participate in what God has called me to do because I have no vision 
or because I have no, uh, I have no hearing or I have no uh, discernment to be able to see where God is trying to take us or take me. Amen. The Bible speaks of different spirits and it talks about the spirit of truth. Amen. And uh, God's going to show up. Amen. And he calls it uh, the spirit of truth. It's not a different spirit than the Holy Ghost. Amen. But it's God manifesting himself as truth. That's what the spirit of truth is. We see uh, different spirits within the Bible. We could think about the spirit of jealousy. The spirit of jealousy can come upon a man. And Numbers 5 tells us how to deal with that. Amen. The spirit of jealousy it's not, a, it's not a demon spirit, and it wasn't a spirit of God or of the devil, amen, but it is a thing of man. Jealousy is something that arises within us, amen, and, and it can uh, come upon us so strong that everything else is out the window, and, and, and we're, so, uh, we're so covered by that, that spirit of jealousy that we no longer have the ability to hear anything else. We have no uh, ability to be able to uh, discern anything because we, that has consumed us. This happens often with uh, the spirit of anger. That the spirit of anger can come upon somebody so much so that they go and try to kill their very loved ones. The spirit of anger comes upon somebody and they do some rash things that they never would have done if they were in their right mind. If they had some discernment in a situation. Amen. God can use you in the, the gift of discernment, amen. Sometimes, and with dealing with people, we can always put on a facade on the outside. It's really easy to, I'm going to put a smile on on my face, and I'm just going to go to service today and just act like nothing's wrong. But deep on the inside, you're, you're struggling with a, a spirit of, of addiction or a spirit of anger or a spirit of jealousy, and sometimes God enables somebody within the body to be able to pick up on that. Amen. And, and all of a sudden when you're at the altar at the end of service, they're reading your mail. And uh, God's able to deliver you from that. And God is, what are the gifts for again? Edification. God's trying to lift you up. Don't, don't when you're at the, the altar and, and somebody's reading your mail, don't get mad at them. Don't, don't, don't allow yourself to get puffed up and say, whoa, whoa, I'm, I'm not going through that. Just allow God to change you. Just allow God to do what he wants through the person that he's trying to use to get to you. Amen. When we lose perspective, as Isaac did, it is so easy to allow ourselves to, to go the other direction or to allow ourselves to get so deceived to the point to or we're so filled with anger or jealousy or, or just uh, or lust or, or whatever it may be that comes upon us that, again, we don't have any discernment. So that's the only thing that we can think about. Discerning of spirits is it's not identifying whether it's God or uh, the devil or dealing with uh, demonic things. It can go deeper than that. God gives us the ability to judge and discern 
and differentiate what's actually going on. That's what the discernment is, amen? It's discerning of spirits. It's not uh, the spirit of discernment, but it's discerning of spirits, and we're discerning what is this? What, what is going on? What's, what's this underlying thing? Amen. And not just dealing with demons. It can be the spirit of a man causing somebody to go a different way. Amen. Acts 16, 16 through 18 says, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed uh, Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And the same hour, uh, and he came out the same hour. It takes discernment to be able to see if somebody's really possessed with the devil. Or are they just possessed with their own human spirit? Amen. We can allow uh, the human spirit to rise up. But at the same time, if we're, if we're not living a right life for God, we can invite some things into our lives. We can invite some things into us. Amen. If we're not letting the Holy Ghost abide in here, it's free game to whoever wants to come and, and abide within us. Amen. We have to protect ourselves. God gives us the Holy Ghost to be able to do that. But if we're not living a repentant life, if we're not living uh, repentant, it's free game. What's that parable about the man who was possessed of the devil? He was delivered, but he didn't repent. And he didn't repent and... All of a sudden, now there's seven times as many spirits entering into him. And think about how much harder that is going to be to cast out of him. It's so worth it just to live for God, as hard as it is. Or if we're just living for God hard, it's just going to be easy. If we're just doing everything that we can just to give our lives to Christ, that's what this is all about, amen? If we're not allowing ourselves to truly live our lives for Christ and just really die to ourselves. What's the point of all this? What's the point of living for God if we're not going to give everything? What's the point of living for God if we're not going to give everything? Because what does he say? We can't make it double-minded. We can't make it lukewarm. So he says, I'd rather have you be hot or cold. Why? Because it's going to be really easy for him to say, yes, Enter into enter in, and and for the person that's cold. All right, see ya. This is it, that's it. Amen. I don't want to have to be caught up uh, being lukewarm and and having to go before His throne and having to make my case for uh, everything that I've done in my life, and have to hear. I never knew you. I don't ever want to hear that. Amen. I don't want to have to hear the Lord say to me, I never knew you because I'm living lukewarm or I'm living double-minded, amen. But God gives us the Holy Ghost. And when we allow ourselves to truly live and walk by the Spirit and, and allow the deutimus or the power of God to work through us and we do and live our life for Him, 
That is the best life we could ever live. Amen. First uh, Corinthians 2, 10 through 11 says, But God hath revealed to them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. The Spirit of man knows the things of man. Amen. And many times what leads us is our own spirit. If we're not being led by God, we're being led by our flesh. If we're not being led by the Spirit of God, we're going to be led by the flesh. We see Peter going through this same situation in Matthew 16. And it says, And and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time forth uh, began Jesus to show unto his disciples that he must go to, to Jerusalem and suffer, much, uh, and suffer many things of the elders and of chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things of God, but those that be of man. In verse 17, Peter didn't uh, reveal this to himself, not, not, a, not a revelation from man, but it was revealed by the Holy Ghost, who Jesus was. And we see in verse 22 that Peter, uh, Peter rebuked Jesus and he took him and he put his hands on Jesus and said, this shall not be unto thee. This is God manifested the flesh. Peter trying to sit here <laughs> and tell him, no, 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 no. He just told him, yeah, you're the Christ. But yet Peter in, his, in the spirit of in his own spirit trying to tell Jesus what to do. <laughs> that cracks me up. Amen. And in verse 23, we see Jesus responding and saying unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense to me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. Peter was acting like a devil, and Jesus called him Satan. But Jesus said that Peter savored the things of men and not the things of God. He didn't say Peter savored the things of the devil, but of the things of men. The spirit of man was driving Peter. He was thinking like a man, saying things like a man would say that Jesus wouldn't have to suffer. But if the Holy Ghost truly revealed it to him, that he was to suffer, and that he was to be killed. Amen. He wouldn't have gone through this, but it was the spirit of man driving him. And we do this so much. I do this so much in life where I do my best to be led by the spirit of God. Amen. But I make some uh, irrational decisions because I am being led by myself. 
and not being led by God. Many times the spirit of man drives us, but we have to use discernment. Whether is it God leading us or is it our spirit leading us? We're soul, spirit, and body. Amen. There's going to be a day <laughs> when we get to spend eternity with Jesus. Amen. And I do not. I don't have time to be led of myself. Our, our time is getting very, very short. We see all this crazy stuff happening in the news, all these uh, crazy things in politics, all these things happening. I just want to encourage everybody, it's time to get ready. It's time to stop being led by yourself like Peter when God already led him. God already showed him, hey, the Holy Ghost has revealed it to you that I am Jesus the Christ. But not just a, a, a single sentence later, right back into the flesh. Right back into uh, making his own mind up, making his own decisions, allowing himself to be led by himself. But the Spirit of God had revealed it to him that he was Jesus the Christ. Proverbs 21 and verse 2 says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. Verse 23 we read said, Jesus, get thee behind me, Satan. Satan is our opponent. Satan is our adversary. Satan is our enemy. Amen. In verse 23, the, the Greek word for Satan is Satanus, which means accuser and the devil. Jesus was in this moment bringing about the greatest good by him dying. The greatest good that anybody could ever experience in all of time was the promise of, of, uh, of the church being able to be fulfilled by Jesus dying on the cross. That is the greatest good that could ever happen. Amen. And Peter was trying to talk him out of fulfilling that very purpose by which he came. So it wasn't that Peter was being the devil, but he was acting like the devil. Why? Because it is the devil's, he wants to do everything that he can to stifle the work of God. Everything that he can do to stop the work of God, he is going to do. And what does he do? He twists the word of God. He twists what Jesus is trying to say into something else. Amen. And Peter is doing his best to uh, say to Jesus, don't do it. Why do you need to do that? I need you here. I need you here. And it was appropriate for Jesus to say, get thee behind me, Satan. Why? Because the influence or fight against Jesus saving his people is the spirit that is in the earth, which is the spirit of Satan. Peter was not possessed by Satan, but he was opposing what God had set in order. He was opposing the will of God. And what was the thing that sent Satan to the earth? That was iniquity. And iniquity is doing our own will rather than the will of God. When we think about discernment, sometimes it's not a spirit from God or a spirit from the devil but many times it's just me dealing with me. 
If I have the spirit of, of slumber coming over me, which I felt like has happened to me multiple times this week, <laughs> after fireworks, I had probably two or three days where I just was like, and working 60 hours this week, I just, nothing I could do besides sleep. It's interesting how tired we can get. It's interesting how weary we can get in our flesh. If I have a spirit coming over me, amen, I have to recognize that that spirit or that thing has been incorporated so much into me that my very spirit is defined by that. We can think about um, a brand new house. A brand new house is nice. It has nice finishes. It has all the stuff in it. It's really nice. And it's a brand new house ready to be lived in. But if that brand new house is filled with garbage, it is now garbage dump. Because it's no longer a brand new house. It's filled with garbage. It's filled with all this stuff. And we can do the very same thing within us. Amen. Letting so much get into us that that it becomes our spirit. So much jealousy that it becomes our mind. So much jealousy or anger that it becomes everything that we think about. Letting so much get to us that it becomes who and what we are. And we're controlled by that. Which entices what? Our flesh. All those spirits entice our flesh. All those things entice our flesh. If you're struggling with whatever, it's a spirit of something trying to get to you. If you're struggling with sin, there is a spirit messing with you and and allowing that thing to to come over you so much that it overrides the Holy Ghost and then you act upon it. Why? Because it entices your flesh. These things are going to come upon our flesh and it's, and it's going to be so easy to just say, oh, I can just repent for it. I, I can just do it a thousand times and it, repentance doesn't work after. Repentance isn't just asking for forgiveness and being forgiven. The grace of God is what enables us to be forgiven. Amen. But the thing is, is that the grace of God also empowers us to not do it anymore because it's the power of God to do His will. And if we're allowing ourselves to stay in a revolving cycle of sin, then we're being controlled by iniquity. We're allowing ourselves to not do the will of God, but that day that we decide, I'm going to repent, repentance is turning away and destroying that garbage dump and looking towards Him in faith and trusting in Jesus. Amen. Genesis 4 and 7 says, If thou doest well, shall thou be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. In this passage talking about Cain and Abel, this is talking about Cain saying that the Lord lets Cain know that if you don't do well, sin is at the door. If you open a door of wrongdoing in your life, sin is then attracted to us. And it overtakes us to the point to that where we be we're controlled by it. There's 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 uh we become a slave to our flesh. Amen. They say uh I I've seen addicts who relapse 
and they go right back to where they were when they quit. And not only where they were when they quit, but worse. To a point to where it's uncontrollable. To a point to where they're so much, uh, they're, they're so consumed by it that they become a slave to it. Amen. After the cross and, and water baptism and receiving the Holy Ghost, we can be so caught up in faith that I have a spirit of faith. I can be so caught up with praise in my spirit that my spirit becomes a spirit of praise. I can be so caught up with jealousy. I can be so caught up with anger that my spirit becomes that very thing. John the Baptist was so caught up in prophesying and preaching like Elijah that it was referred that the spirit of Elijah came upon John the Baptist. He came in the spirit of Elijah. Amen. Uh, the spirit that was upon Moses, Moses' spirit was imparted to 70 people. Numbers 11, 16, and 17 says that. Amen. But, but it, later in that chapter, it talks about how Moses' spirit was the spirit of God. So we see the spirit of God using them in the same way that God used Moses. Somebody with the gift of discerning of spirits, can call out a spirit a person has. Not because God has uh, gave that spirit, but, but because the person had went down that road and caused your spirit to become that thing, whether it's negative or, or positive or natural or spiritual or whatever, God gives you the ability to differentiate. Is this a spirit of God working? Is this the spirit of the devil? Is this hell? Are these demons possessing this person? Or is it just that person working? Is it just jealousy working in that person? Most times, us church people are led by our own will. It's not the devil's fault. It's not the demon's fault. But it's us. And that's why God calls us so much to him. That's why he calls us so much to repentance. That's why he calls us so much to be led, not of our, no longer of our flesh, but to walk in the Spirit. We see Paul in, in the epistles over and over and over. We see it to the Corinthians. You guys are so focused so much on, on uh, these spiritual things that you no longer are able to operate by the Spirit. You're so focused on all this stuff that you're, you're, not, you're no longer able to operate in the Spirit of God. You're, you're, you're allowing all these things into your heart and your mind, and you're allowing pride to get in the way so much that you're trying to make people become Jewish. Now um, you're trying to make people become Jewish before uh, they have the ability to be born again. Amen. It's so easy. Peter, even after, if we, look, if we look at what happened in his life, he allowed pride to rise up so much that he was trying to force people to do something that they don't necessarily have to do to be able to enter into the kingdom of God. We now have a, a circumcision of the heart, amen. It's no longer of the flesh, but we have a circumcision of the heart. And Paul specifically speaks to Peter that he was in the wrong and he was in his pride for trying to make people do uh, what he wanted them to do rather than what God wanted them to do. 
Colossians 2, 20 and 20 through 23 says, Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and the, and the doctrine of men, which things have indeed a, a shoe of wisdom and will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. The Amplified Version says, If then you have died with Christ to material ways of looking at things and have escaped from the world's accrued and elemental notions of teachings and of ex externalism, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to rules and regulations such as, do not handle this, do not taste that, do not touch them, referring to all things which perish with being used, to do this to follow human precepts and doctrines? Such practices have indeed the outward appearance that popularity passes for wisdom in promoting self-imposed rigor of devotion and self and, and delight in self-humiliation and severity of discipline of the body, but they are of no value checking the, indulgence, the, the indulgence of the flesh. Instead, do, they do not honor God, but serve only to indulge the flesh. As we stand today, I just want to remind every single one of you it is so easy to be led by yourself. Why don't, why don't we stand? It's so easy to be led of our flesh. It's so easy to be led by our own spirit. But as God is going to operate through the, the, the discerning of spirits within this body, allow God to check you. Allow God to change you. Allow God to minister to you through somebody else. As we learned uh, a couple weeks ago, the tongue, amen, is, is, is something that when we get the Holy Ghost that God tames, but not only does He tame it, He uses it to do His purpose. He uses it to do His will. Amen. Why don't we lift up our hands and, and lift up our voices and, and just thank God, amen, for His Word. Thank God for the ability to discern. Thank God for the ability to discern of spirits, amen, that are trying to rise up upon my family. Thank you, God, for discernment to be able to test the spirits, Lord Jesus, with your word. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for knowledge, God. Thank you for the ability, Lord Jesus, to trust in your word, for the ability, God, to, to see the precepts taught within your word, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your principles. Thank you for your might, God. And thank you for your holiness, Lord Jesus that comes through edification. Thank you for the sanctification process that we go through, God, as we allow ourselves to separate from the flesh, but to go towards the Spirit and to walk in the Spirit, God. Thank you, Lord, for that ability, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may, you may be dismissed.